Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are getting into our second episode in the We're Church Girls series. This one is on how to choose a church as well as how to leave a church, conflict in the church, and how you deal with that biblically. So lots of... um, no, I'm pretty. I would I would say juicy. We've got some mm-hmm. <laughs> some juicy subjects in this one, so we are looking forward to opening up this discussion. But first, let's get to our connection question, and it is: What do you do when you have trouble falling asleep? I will go first because I have no trouble falling asleep. <laughs> That's there such a blessing. Go. I know. That's like oh, some, it can be. Some a people curse. like. I, yeah. <laughs> I can Deanna, sit here and fall asleep right uh, now. Deanna. <laughs> she is narcoleptic. Yeah. Yes. I know. As soon as I stop. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, there. You, I would there you say go. I, I actually, this is weird, but since I've gotten married, I've actually not struggled with falling asleep. Um, I don't know if that's because I just have peace now about life. Oh, <laughs> and about the Matthew. Big thing. Um, <laughs> but before getting married, I actually, for most of my life, have, have always had trouble falling asleep. And but a lot is a lot of that I think is due to technology and you know all the studies mm-hmm. that say your brain takes like an hour to shut off after you've stopped having a screen in your face. Yes. So if you are having a screen in your face up until right, you try to go to sleep, it's not going to work out for you very yep. well. Um, but also, I just used to have really bad like anxiety about when I would lay down the bed and start thinking about things that you know are changing and are are negative or that I'm worried about or scared of. I also have, I have used to have a bad thing about having nightmares my whole life. So I was afraid mm. almost to go to sleep every night because I was like, this is not emotionally restful time for me. Like yeah. I'm waking up not in a good in space. In turmoil. And, yeah. But, yeah, but share with them like your whole entourage of things when you lived at well, the house. the thing with me <laughs> is... You, go, um, you know there's going to be an entourage with her. It's a whole routine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's – I have like 12 vitamins and supplements that I take every <laughs> night. Um, I have a reminder on my phone that tells me so I never forget. I also have my husband doing the same thing now since we've been married. Um, so we take our vitamins feel and better? supplements. Yes, actually, we've noticed a difference Okay, in major categories of his okay. Like, health. Okay. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I have that. Diffuser. If, I don't do the diffuser anymore. That was no. Tell about your whole thing at the house. It was that the was diffuser. like a season though. That I didn't do that for very long. Maybe for like six months, I did a diffuser every night because you know the essential oils. Certain ones help you fall asleep. Like and the, the TV had to be on something, and the music. I'm getting to that. And the twelve fans. I'm getting to that. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> then we still have to help me fall asleep. I'm hit, I'm sitting here eating my popcorn. I do. I do require. Both me and my husband require uh, lots of fans, too. And then we also turn the AC down to 62 at night. Dang! Um, oh, we want to be What is your cold. electric bill? And then, well, we live in an apartment, so it's included in the rent, so it doesn't change. It doesn't fluctuate. Enjoy that now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
so then there's that. And then we have to have the TV, a, speci a one specific sleep music rainstorm, a YouTube video that's like 13 hours long. So it, it never stops. It never loops. It never loops. Cause I and it's a black screen. So I it just is, loop. has to be dark, cold air movement and the sound. Um, so we're, we're pretty high maintenance, but I actually am pretty good about falling asleep nowadays <laughs> with all my crap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I guess I'm probably pretty, I mean, I'm like sort of high maintenance. I have my things like I, I really love my bed. And so that helps me fall asleep. Um, but no, I would say I, I use apps. Like I have a phone earbud so, um, it's kind of funny because my kids, I've used like sound makers to help them to just, you know, because they would go to bed so early and then sometimes we would have people over or the TV was on and I just wanted them to be able to like have peace and be able to go to sleep. So, and then I have a monitor in my bedroom. And so I actually just realized that now I can't go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> without the sound maker and it, it like the frequency of it coming through the monitor like my kids are five and six like they don't need a monitor anymore but like I still need the monitor <laughs> like well I need to hear their sound maker oh my goodness and like just recently they actually they're like well we don't need the sound maker anymore mom and I was like I need you to need the sound maker. <laughs> and so sometimes I'll just like throw an earbud in or something. Um, so that like, I don't disturb my husband and I'll just like listen to like a dwell app or like, I mean, even <laughs> this is terrible. The Bible <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that, that yeah. will make me nothing will get you asleep more than <laughs> trying to pray <laughs> or read the Bible. Amen. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my goodness. So yeah, those things, those, those all help me fall asleep. Cool. So now that we've figured out that we're all super high maintenance, <clears throat> except for her, she just lays down and she's on. She's done. I'm not the diva everybody thinks I am. <laughs> Mid-conversation, Deanna's out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is going to be a spiritual gift somewhere in the Bible. Um, so, okay. So we are talking about church conflict this episode and just how to choose a church, how to leave a church, um, how to deal with these things biblically, you know, biblically themed, biblically based um, and with like a, a, an intention of having scripture in, in your heart and in your mind to make some of these decisions. So, um, I want to kind of open up with how, cause we have just recently, y'all know, if you listen to past episodes, we, um, just in the last few years have found the church that we're at now. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk through the process of, of what that looked like in finding our church that we have now. So when we first came here, there were a couple of things that were really, really important to us. Um, and the first thing was we wanted a church that had a platform, um, ministry of like teaching the Bible word for word. I did not even know that there was a word for that exegetical preaching, like literally had no idea that that word existed. <laughs> expositional. Oh, expositional. Based on exegetical. See, okay. Yeah, yeah see, go. I'm You're still learning. a noob. I'm still a noob. You're anyways, um, yeah, so that was really important. We want, yeah, expositional um, preaching and teaching. Like we just wanted the Bible. We didn't want fluff. We didn't want topics. Like we, we just wanted to know the word. And so that was like our first and foremost, there was another thing because we came during COVID. Um, mm -hmm. it was really important to us that we were not online. 
Mm. I wanted to be in, in person, like, um, at, in a time of absolute turmoil and everything like all up in the air, I wanted to be with believers. And I knew that we would not get that watching a screen online. Yeah. And so we absolutely would not even consider a church if their doors were not open. Like it was just, it was a hard thing that we, because we knew that those people, which was another part of our reasoning, we knew that those people would become our family. And how are we going to get to know our family if we weren't gathering with them? Yeah. And so um, we had young kids. Uh, we still have young kids, but our boys were really young at the time. And so we wanted them to be in fellowship with kids their age. Mm-hmm. We wanted them to be, um, especially in a brand new place where we didn't know anybody um, coming off of the back of COVID where we had just been like shut down. Life had been shut down. We, we needed that. So um, there were a couple of things, but we, we were pretty set on them. Like we didn't um, bend on really any of them. And we went to quite a few churches in, in search of that. And it's, it got to the point where it kind of was overwhelming our kids a little bit. Mm, yeah. Um, like all the new nurseries and the new faces yeah. and the new people. And so we kind of, it's funny cause God's in control of this whole thing. Right. Um, we kind of took a step back and we we're like, okay, maybe we, we could just start watching the sermons online first to see if it's a church that we actually want to check out. And it's funny, the first time that I sat down to do that, um, our church was the one that came up that I Googled and watched the sermon. And I like remember the moment I was in bed, Mark was in the bathroom and I was like, babe, honey, I'm pretty sure I just found our church. (laughs) He's like, okay. I mean, like we're literally just coming off of like two months of like, nope, that's not it. Nope. That's mm-hmm. not it. Okay. Maybe this one could be it. Like, you know, cause eventually like we just have, like we have to pick a church. We've got to get you our don't family. search your whole life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we've, we've got to do this. And so, um, he came and sat down and our, our pastor was, was preaching and we had never, we had never heard someone preach the word of God. Okay. The way that he did. So, so yeah, we were sold. I knew your story, and I've heard lots of stories mm-hmm. of how people choose churches. Mm-hmm. And um, I really didn't have to think about this until um, back when I started a nonprofit, and I was a lot of women from the community would come to our studies and say, "Hey, Deanna, can you help me choose a church?" Mm. And so um, I had to really think about. Because I have never chosen a church. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, I'm a pastor's daughter, so I go where my dad was. Um, I went to a Bible college. And so I went to the church that was with my Bible college. And then um, and then I married a guy that was called to preach. And so we went where he was called to preach. Mm. And so I had to really sit and think, like, how does a person go about choosing a church because from what I was experiencing watching others, yeah, I was realizing, okay, I don't think people know how to do this. Yeah. And so um so the good thing is you guys chose it um on one of the first and foremost things. Yeah. And so one of the things is you want to be very careful what goes into your head and the heads of your children. And so for that reason and a lot of others 
the word ministry of the church. What is being preached? How is it being preached? What, um, you know, does the pastor actually study the word of God? And you're like, really, Deanna? You have to ask that? I'm like, yep. Mm -hmm. And so I've told people, have a conversation with your pastor. Ask him how he goes about preparing the sermon every week, Mm. because that is the most important aspect of church, because everything else is based on the word. Yeah. And so kudos to your family Mm. for actually knowing to make that important, because, Lauren, many families, that is not a priority. In fact, Mm. I mean... It's, it's like, well, you know, we can listen to that, but do they have this? And so, yes, what is coming across from the pulpit? And so I say to people, go listen or listen to the stream. Is it, is it, um, I, I believe that we need to be under expositional preaching because we just don't have enough of it. It's been proven that topical preaching alone produces very shallow Christianity. Yeah. Yep. And expositional preaching can produce a deeper Christianity, but there's negatives to just that right. as well. It can turn very intellectual. Yes, and, exactly. Yep. Good. You worded that well. And so what is coming across from the word? And then this is something that no one thinks of. What is the doctrinal beliefs of the church? Mm. Because... Um, a lot of things can look good and sound good on the surface. Yeah. But you, when you when you become a part of a church, you are saying, I agree with what this church believes. And a lot of time people don't know what their church believes. Yeah. And so um, ask for a doctrinal statement. Ask for, you know, um, what are some of the constitutional things of this church as I'm seeking to become a part of it? And then make sure you understand those. (laughs) I bet you 85% of people in a church have no idea what the doctrinal statement is or the constitution of the church is. Mm. Because that's where when things start happening, you need to yeah, know. Yeah, that's what you fall back on. Yes. Yeah. So you have some of that. What is the leadership of the church? Mm. And f- introduce yourself. Find out who those leaders are. How do they lead? Yeah. Because as the leaders lead, so goes the church. Yeah. And so if you can get some of those three basic things... Um, that man, that can cure a lot of problems down the road. Yeah. So I usually say that. And then once you get that information, sit down with the pastor, Mm. sit down with the pastor and have a talk and, um, just kind of get a realistic view of things and see if this is a place that your family could grow spiritually and you could serve. Yeah. Use your spiritual gifts. So um, you've noticed I've left out a lot of things, (laughs) a lot of things, and they kind of fall under the preference aspect of it. But if talk to that a little bit, talk to, okay, this, these are, uh, you know, almost kind of like theology. These are primary. These are secondary. These are tertiary. Like those are fun words. I just learned those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So primary is usually falls around your doctrine. Yeah. You know, and then secondary and tertiary is second, third place, basically. Yep. And so I don't budge on primary stuff. I just don't budge on it. And I need to know that the church I go to doesn't budge on it. And so um, secondary, tertiary, we can give a little bit there. One of the biggest ones is, can I just say this? Do not choose a church based on music. Yeah. Just don't 
do it. Mm. Um, that is something, yes, it is very essential to worship. But as believers, we should be able to just worship with any style of music because it's mostly words. Mm -hmm. But don't base your decision on that. Don't base your decision on a church is if they have all the programs for your kids at that time. Yeah. Because this was a trend that was happening. Um, I read a lot about this at, at one point. Well, we went to this church because they had something, they had great nurseries, uh, but they didn't have a great kids program. So we switched churches for the kids program. Oh, but they didn't have a great youth group. So then we switched churches for the youth group. Mm -hmm. That is not a good reason to choose and leave a church. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Um, and I can go to a thousand reasons why, um, because you're teaching your ch children. Serial dating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. It's one way of putting it. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. but honestly, people yeah. treat looking for a church like you're swiping left or right on Tinder, yeah. like you're serial dating. It's, yes. It's very much a... Like you're signing up, I want to sign up and get a vacation club membership and I need to filter through what location would I prefer, what uh, color home, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, what's what are the, the benefits style, for me, what kind of amenities yeah. is there, what's included in the price, um, what's yeah. not included. <laughs> included People in literally do that when looking for a church yeah. and just things that another way of, of looking at the difference between primary, secondary, tertiary is primary are black and white concepts in scripture. Like there yeah. is no difference of interpretation right. in quotation marks. Yeah. Like Virgin this, is, this Jesus is clear. Is like yeah. these are clear <laughs> black and white. We're not budging on these. Yeah. Um, and then there's secondary and tertiary things like things that are maybe gray. Like yeah. they, they are like some, you know, they're up for a little bit of interpretation. It's not so black and white. People can, um, you know, read into them a little bit differently. Like and then we do have, to me, tertiary is like your preferences. Like yeah. they're not really based in scripture at all. It's just you and what you prefer and what is, and that's not wrong all the time no. because yeah. we all have our, you know, our styles of, you know, clothing that we would prefer to styles wear every Sunday. Styles of music. We prefer yeah. styles of yeah. music or um, another thing, a big thing in the South is, you know, translation of scripture. Like yeah. that's not black and white in the Bible anywhere. No. No, um, so that's not something you should be basing your uh, decision on or the kids programs. What have they got to offer me, 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 instead yeah. of what can I come in and offer mm -hmm. this church? Like yeah. how can yeah. I immediately get plugged in? Um so it's definitely a, kind of all go back to the consumer mentality. Like we cannot be choosing, yeah, our what we want. Yeah. And honestly, like you pray about it. Yeah, you because yeah. there are, especially in the South, there are actually a lot of good churches. Like yes. in our town, there's going to be differences on style of preaching. Yeah, yep. there's going to be differences on what people wear, mm -hmm. the style mm -hmm. of music, the, what your church building looks like. Is it concrete? Is it brick? Mm -hmm. Blah 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 blah. It, but there's a lot of good churches in in, in Anderson yeah, where we are. all live. Yeah. We've we visited many, many, many of them. Yeah. They mm -hmm. look a thousand different ways, but they all believe in the primary doctrines of the Bible. Right. Um, but that's kind of where you can look at, you know, after you've set on the primary things, you know, well, we do kind of usually lean more 
towards, you know, this kind of style of music or something. Um, and if they do happen to offer you a bunch of things for your kids and that's in the season of life you are, you yeah. know, you can take that into consideration. There's nothing wrong with like, we are only going to make a decision based on this. Like right. there should be primary. Like right. we are not thinking about our kids in this decision. That is right. not what right. we're going for. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and then also I wanted to mention, um, well, I was going to say too, don't make this decision quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, test all the areas of the church. Go to the different things, yeah. um, you know, and just just get a feel for it because we do have the luxury yeah. of choosing. You know, there are some places, even the United States, where you move into an area and you maybe have one good church to choose from. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how suddenly flexible you can be. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we, we struggle with a little bit more in this part of the country yes. than most. Yeah. Um, you know, our community alone, thousands. Yeah. And it's a lot yeah. of the time, actually, I just thought about people actually have more of like uh a don'ts list, yeah. A do list. They're like, these are the things we're not budging on. Mm-hmm. It has like we're not doing that kind of clothing. We're not doing that kind of music. Yeah. We're not doing that translation. We're yeah. not doing. Oh, they do that for their kids. Yeah, programs. We are we're not like it's more of a like we're not going to be a part of these yeah. things. Rather than, based on that old legalistic way of right. looking at things, rather yeah. than looking yeah. at you know the the positives of a church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So then let's talk to inevitably you end up picking a church. Um, hopefully you are basing that decision based off of some primary reasons and everything else. Um, but now inevitably you are a part of church of broken people and imperfect people and people who say and do some dumb things sometimes. So how do you deal with conflict? What is an appropriate biblical way to deal with conflict Mm. in the church? Is it to say, I'm not doing this anymore. This is the last straw. Yeah. I'm done. Well, the the first thing you need to know is conflict is inevitable. It's going to happen. It it happens in your own family. Yeah. Um, It happens everywhere. I don't understand why we, we get so shocked when conflict's in the church. Yeah. We're individuals, and God made us all very different. We all have opinions and preferences on things. So this is why, one, it's so important to make sure you've chosen for the right reasons. And um, the thing is, you can't choose for the right reasons if your own personal priorities aren't the right reasons. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, you'll have people that come into the church, and they've chosen it for the right reason, and more than likely, they will leave it in the wrong way based on those um, wrong reasons they chose a church. Mm. Okay. So, you know, I mean, this is all I've known. I have known people to leave a church for so many reasons. Mm. And I will tell you, the vast majority of them were not good reasons. And the vast majority of them were not handled correctly. And then, so that stems from there was a conflict that they didn't handle correctly. Yeah. And so they leave a church just because they had some conflict. There's also the grass is greener. And so so before we get into that, it's just like, so what do you do with conflict? Well, um, you have everything from, you have two ladies that are just, you know, have a little thing with each other to the extreme of church discipline. Yeah. And I very strongly believe in church discipline. It's a biblical thing. Mm -hmm. And if done correctly, 
and I, I say that because there's a lot of craziness out there, if done correctly, um, it strengthens the body and yeah. the goal is for the restoration of that individual. But let's just talk about there's three of us and we have an issue or, mm-hmm. you know, the pastor did one thing or that Sunday school teacher did one thing or that group or I was left out or this and that and that. The Bible is very, very clear mm-hmm. on how you deal with conflict Yep, in Matthew. And you have a problem with someone. You take it to them. You take it to them. To them. To them. To them. To them. To that person. I know. I don't, I know. I don't know why this is, why this is so like unclear because it's so clear. Yeah. And I, I well, understand. We want, we want people's opinion. And we want people Were to be really, on our side and affirm my version of the story. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so um, if you have something that just starts and you know when it starts. Yeah. We know when it starts. I know. It's just that little, uh. Mm-hmm. And as my husband would tell me through the years, he's like, Deanna, if you just can't let it roll and give the benefit of the doubt, yeah. then you need to, you got to go him. to him. Yep. And so um, no one does that. No yeah. one does it. Yeah. Um, very few people do it. And when you do it, you get accused of loving con- confrontation, you know? Yeah. Um, but confrontation is a very biblical process. Yeah. And so you pray about it. You go to that person and um, make sure you're in the right frame of mind with the right heart attitude. And that, that stops a lot of us right there. Yeah. You go to them. You try to take care of it. If it doesn't get taken care of, you do bring a trusted trusted person in. <laughs> um, and so if then it can't be dealt with, then you take it to the elders or leaders of the church. Yeah. And being taken care of doesn't mean I get my way. Yeah, it means oh, it again doesn't? back to the whole goal oh. of Matthew in church discipline is relationship is restored. We can move on in peace and love and unity, yeah. even though we yeah. may not agree. We may have interpreted a situation or a conversation differently. Mm-hmm. There probably was wrong done, yeah. and if someone doesn't want to, you know, apologize directly to you, it's you right. being able to say. We did talk about it. We met. We're going to leave on different pages. Right. We have decided to put that aside and to move forward in unity. Yeah. We want to restore this relationship, even though we don't agree and there was hurt. Yeah. And this is like, okay, so that's like a conflict between like a, an attender, attender, member, member. What what if you have conflict with someone in leadership? Mm. And this is where I say, once again, it's so important that you... Um, you're choosing a church and the leaders are leaders that you will stand behind because what's going to happen is a leader will do something that you don't like. Mm-hmm. They're just going to do it. It never not happens. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. It never not happens. It's cool. So that's when you're able to sit there as a church member attendee and say, you know what? I didn't like that one thing he or she did, but I know overall we're on the same page. Yeah. We're heading in the same direction. Yeah. So maybe I didn't like how he handled that administratively. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, yeah, maybe he did um, not visit me in that time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he did say something a little questionable from the, the lectern or the podium or the stage. Well, you know what? You know what? I, I know this guy. I mean, he loves the Lord and he preaches the word. I just... It just didn't set right with me. I bristled at mm-hmm. that. Um, and so, listen, that's why there's got to be a lot of grace given. Yeah. 
A lot make of allowance, yeah. make allowance for one another's faults. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, take care of things right away. Yeah. And, um, I just, I don't know. It's hard to do. I get it. It's yeah. hard to do because I'll just be honest. Whenever I've tried to do this the right way, I have very rarely gotten a correct Christian response back. Mm, yeah. And so whether you're the one going to someone or you're the one that's being approached, make sure. And so Jeff and I learned something in counseling. Go to that person, just say, there's something I need to talk to you about. Would this be a good time or can we set up a time? And that way you're at least giving that person a moment to be like, you know what? I ain't in a good place right now. Mm. Um, you know, between Sunday school and church is not a good time. Yeah. You know, um, when the pastor's walking up, you know, to preach to preach let me, sermons. Let me just plug yeah. something real quick as a pastor's kid, because, you know, my father being a pastor and my mom across the table, they they're not going to say this to people, but I feel like I can for them. <laughs> um, I'm ready on Sunday freaking mornings is not the time to come up to your pastor and pastor's wife and vent about someone else in the church. Let me tell you, my dad is in preaching mode. He is trying to purify his mind because he wants to get up there and he takes it very seriously. He's trying to be of a singular mindset to, to focus on the Lord and hopefully be in tune with the Holy Spirit. He is praying to be filled. And if you come up with your little, not that there may not be, you know, basis to it, but it's, it is not the time. Please, Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday, send a text, set up a time for a call or a meeting. Sundays is not the time. We're not all gathered here one day out of the week and for two to three hours. And this is your time to take your eight minutes in between transitioning between Sunday school and service time to hog him and or pastor's wife and say, have you heard about what happened in the, in the Sunday school? Have you heard about what didn't happen this past week about like spoken like a true PK? We all, listen. <laughs> it is not the time right now. It is not the time. Seriously, like well, you set know, it it's, aside it's for, not that for a couple time hours. for anyone. Yeah, that's what I'm. It's not their time. You should yeah. be in the focus as a a member or a tender instead of focusing. Yeah, I need to I need to air out my grievances yeah. with the pastor and pastor's wife. Like, no, we're here to like worship and learn together. You yeah. can set that aside for yeah. a couple yeah. hours. Wait till Monday. Well, you know, yeah. even like um, medical professionals mm-hmm. have said they face it. And I'll tell you what, my doctor goes to my church. And I have never mm. brought up anything. I don't need, I mean, it's it's just not brought up. I can set an appointment and respect his profession yeah. and let him worship at church. Yeah. And I don't come thinking there's three people I need to deal with with these problems. That's what the week is for. Yeah. Respect individuals' ability to worship. So that was a little bit of a sidebar. But um, but deal with conflict in the church. So if you choose it properly, that lessens your chance of having conflict with major things. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to something, if you have some conflict with maybe how something's done. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same thing. If you weren't sure, if you didn't like how the youth pastor did something, please go to the youth pastor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and don't go to to six other of the parents and say, listen, I just need to talk to you about this. You know, um, well because now you have 
Well, um, you've, you've you've made it their issue now too, where there may see yeah there yeah. could have been nothing there, but now all of a sudden they have a reason to to also like uh, question something, yeah. you yeah. know, which maybe it is worth bringing up, but yeah. go to them first. Yeah. Okay, so then let's Let get to yeah. let's get to why leave a church. What are some some actual legitimate reasons for leaving a church, and then? Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's start there. What are some actual legitimate reasons? Okay, to some leave a actual legitimate reasons is because the preacher did not shake my hand or talk to me that Sunday. Done. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do in that <laughs> church. I wanted that position and I didn't get to have it. Mm. Um, well, no one's been nice to me. I mean, you know, I've been here for, you know, five years and I sit in that very, very back chair and I'm late and I leave early and no one has become my friend. Okay. Obviously I'm being sarcastic, (laughs) but I'm not. Yeah. Um, I I didn't even want to, as I thought about this, I didn't even want to sit and list all these specific reasons people have left for a church. So, um, what I've done was I, I kind of got a really good set of things here and we'll, we'll link you to this, but let me just give just a few steps of how to leave a church. Okay. So make, make sure first that you've prayed about it. This is not something to be taken lightly. I don't understand why people like take this so lightly. They just like one thing happens and then you just don't see them. Yeah. And then what leadership has to do is go hunt them down because we still feel responsible. Right. They were part of our spiritual You're family. You're still shepherding them. And so then we hear by word of somebody. Okay. Before you do that, pray about this decision. Ask ask God to just see if he's prompting you to leave for a real reason. Ask yourself if you're making this decision because of personal preferences. You know what? That music group, they just never sing my favorite songs. Okay. that That is not a reason to leave a church. Well, I didn't get to do this, or I didn't get to do that, or they didn't do this my way. That is not a reason to leave a church. So ask yourself, am I making this decision based on a personal preference or even that I didn't get something that I wanted? Um, the next thing is number three, if you're using this as an exit to escape, um, as an escape to quit church going altogether, just don't do it. Mm. Just, you know, like, yeah, we're just going to look for another church, aka, we're just done tired of going to church. And so um, just don't do it. I encourage you, don't. Talk with your pastor. Talk with your leadership. Ask them, help us. Help Mm -hmm. us understand how do we think through this process. We're just like, I'm just not, I don't want to come to church right now. Help them, go to them and let them help you evaluate what the situation is. Yeah. Um, Understand, number four, understand that your decision will hurt many people. Please understand this. When you just up and leave a church, you hurt people. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Um, Don't leave with complaints and criticisms. And that is how most people leave, with a complaint or a criticism. Instead of going to leadership or the person, you know, just don't, don't do it this way. Can I just tell you from experience I have been brutally crushed and hurt by this right here as a pastor's wife. And just from a leadership position, please, 
just go to them and talk to them. Um, if you still decide to leave, give your pastor a good and honest reason why you're doing so. And please tell your pastor first. And tell the truth. Don't come up with some cop-out answer that's not your actual reason. Yeah, be honest. Yes. Because that's, and if you, that's and if not you can't helpful. be honest, like if, if your reason is something that you maybe feel ashamed about or like, well, this isn't a good enough reason or I, I don't want to tell you the actual truth, then that right there should be an indicator too. Like, yes. Mm, okay. If I yeah. can't go to them. Um, and then another thing too is please... Um, don't leave the church if you haven't reconciled with those that you have a conflict Ooh, yeah. with. Um, have you have you walked out like church, like reconciling with your brother or sister biblically? Like, have you followed those things in Matthew? Have you gone to that person or have you like silently slipped out the back door? I and, I you know, and then, yeah, you know, there's there's a way to do this with a lot of grace also, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, listen, churches are not perfect. There are some churches that have narcissistic leadership and, um, leadership that you can't approach with anything because right. they're, they are a, a God with a lowercase G. Yes. Um, and some really unhealthy church cultures. And you may have seen, I don't know, you may have seen some mishandling of things that, um, really are like rooted, um, in some, some bad things that you need yeah. to get away from, you know, and the environment could be super toxic and everything else. And yeah, you like, you might have a legitimate reason to step away from a body of believers. Yeah. Especially when there's a, a, tra- a changeover of the leadership. Yeah. So the guy you were under, you know, is a humble man and, and, you yeah. know, just love the Lord. And, and then a new guy comes in right. and it, he's something what, like you said. Yeah. Okay, give it some time. Yeah. Give it some time. Even have a conversation or two if you need to. Absolutely. And then make your decision. But yeah, be really careful of those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's like Dan had mentioned before, um, and I have I myself have given this advice a couple of times. Um, trust your leadership and make sure that you're sitting underneath someone that you can trust because biblically you like you are called to be led. And so if who is leading you is leading you in a way that is not biblical or scriptural um, or is self-seeking or um, to grow a profit or or whatever the reasons are, like you will be led that direction. And so you really do need to make that decision wisely. So um, I think, you know, just to kind of recap, let's make sure first and foremost that we are choosing... a place based off of primary reasons, like the first things are first. And if we make that decision mm-hmm. going into it based off of primary things and, and choosing a church for the right reasons, hopefully that will be in and of itself enough to, to keep you in a church, but um, dropping, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, wrapping up on that. What it boils down to is if you, my dad says this all the time. If you major on the majors, then you, what you choose a church based on is what you are going to leave a church based on. Yeah. And if you are choosing a church based on secondary and tertiary things, that's also what you're going to leave it. If you're choosing a church based on how can it serve me, once that stops serving you, you are leaving. Yep. If you're basing it on you, 
Yeah. That's that's not lasting very long. You will be at seven churches in just a couple of years because yeah. it's just about how long can you serve me until you're done? All right, I'm bopping out to the next one. And then how can you serve me over here? Mm-hmm. How you choose a church is ultimately how you will leave a church. Yeah. 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 So we're not saying don't if there's if there's a reason, but if if you are going to leave, your reason should be biblically reasoned and rare. Um, and so we do have a really uh, good document that kind of lists all those things out. Um, and we will link it in the show notes below. Um, but yeah, this is this is obviously a conversation. Uh, it's a little bit harder. It's, you know, we might bristle at this a little bit more. And these topics might be a little bit harder to kind of understand or walk through. But we want this conversation to continue. Um, take this. Go talk with the, the women in your community, the people that are in your life about these things, you know, have your own conversations. Um, if you're in a place right now where you're not in a fellowship of believers and you are walking through choosing a church, like just consider these things. Um, if, you know, if none the less, it's pretty wise to talk about some of these things and to consider some of these things when you go into this. So um, I think we're going to wrap it up there. But before we finish, we do have our fun cup question. Oh, good. Because that was getting heavy. Uh (laughs) Yeah, this will this will lighten the mood. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So what restaurant do you always order the same thing from? And what is the order? Okay, you walk in, you know what you want. It's like, Erica was saying earlier, you sit down. I know Erica. I'll go first. Okay. I, when I go to, (laughs) honestly, most places I go, I get the same thing every time. I'm one of those people. I don't like to explore the menu because then I'm afraid I'm going to spend money on something I don't like. What a waste. So I just stick to what I know I like. So two big places for me are Olive Garden. And I get the same thing every time. And it is... Soup, salad, breadsticks? No. It is... (laughs) Um, fettuccine Alfredo, extra Alfredo oh, with salad, no onions, and I get a side of dressing to dip my breadstick in, <laughs> uh, extra cheese, obviously stand there, like make that person who's grating the cheese over your Olive Garden salad really work for it because <laughs> they need to. Okay. They're going to leave with a strong. Really muscles. not get this from really her daddy and I. Um, and then what did you do to her? <laughs> Raspberry lemonade to drink. And then dessert is always the black Thai mousse cake, which was actually our wedding cake. My mind is legitimately blown right now. We are so freaking similar on so many things. <laughs> like, mean, I'm not kidding. Alfredo, like tortellini with Alfredo sauce, but fettuccine okay. can do. But the extra Alfredo, the salad dressing to dip the breadsticks mm-hmm. in, the raspberry lemonade. I'm like kind of like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like it's the go-to. I think Seriously. it's a generational thing. You don't want to have me over for dinner, Erica. How dare you? <laughs> how about we pick up Olive Garden and then, then bring it done? Home. I'll even go get it. I know yes. what you like. Yes. So, so that was once my... again, you can just have me over, and you can have whatever. Give her liver and <laughs> onions. Meal. Oh, I love liver and onions. See, oh. that's disgusting. But then my other one, just real quickly, is Murasaki because we are big sushi people as well. <gasps> and Murasaki, which is on. Do the... you know where we go every Sunday after church? <laughs> Lauren, we are the same person. <laughs> Okay, so here's what I get at Murasaki. <laughs> Me and my husband both get the same thing every time. We get the, they call them cheese angels, but they're fried wontons, they're the appetizer. And then we get those appetizer. And then for my meal, I get the veggie hibachi plate, which is just without the meat. And you get the veggies and the fried rice. And then for the sushi, I get 
the, it's called the crazy boy roll, but they <laughs> offer it in a junior size so I can get a half, which is cheaper. So I get a little tasting of the crazy boy roll and then I get a full size. Mm. I believe it's called the bagel roll. I used mm. to be a Philly, Philadelphia girl, mm. but then I switched to the bagel, which has <laughs> salmon. totally first world problems. Y'all. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> Okay, so we'll just go to the older person here who is like, I'll balance this out in the middle. If I'm taken to a restaurant, period, I don't care because I don't have to cook. All right. Okay, so there's an ice cream place, Kilwins, and automatically I get the toasted coconut ice cream. It's just like, I look forward to it. If I know I'm going to one of them little towns where there's a Kilwins, I'm getting that ice cream. I won't even try Anything, Anything else. else. No, I won't try it because I go there so rarely yeah. that I have to get that one. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hate like I do like we got this little place in town called Sullivan's and they're great for lunch and they yeah. have a Reuben with their sweet potato chips. And I find that I get that most times I go there. But mm. um, I'm a very simple eater. I don't like fancy stuff. So. I'm not the chick to take out to the Indian restaurants <laughs> and all these nationalities. I mean, I'll eat something, but oh, yeah. See, that's my, yeah, I love yeah. that. Well, that segues to mine because- There you go. Um, roughage. Roughage. Oh, Listen, yeah. this is the best restaurant in Anderson. If y'all have not gone, you need to go because roughage. Roughage is where it's at. Uh, I get the banh mi. I don't know what that is. It's a Vietnamese sandwich. It's roasted pork. And then it has like this red pepper, slightly spicy spread on it. I don't do like hardcore spicy. So it's just enough spice. But then it has pickled daikon and carrots and cilantro with this like really delicious mayonnaise put on the bread. And the bread's toasted like just perfect. And then for my side item, I have, um, they have a honey basil vinaigrette dressing. That is to die for y'all. Like I could like drink that stuff. Like, and so I get a side salad with that dressing because it's delicious. So roughage, y'all go check out roughage. Well, we definitely see the generational difference here, (laughs) folks. Uh, Listen, like I said, if I'm going to pay money, I want to know what I'm getting and I want to like it. Yes. Yes. Don't take her out to Take me out to eat. She'll always say thank you. All right, ladies, that wraps us up. Hopefully um, (laughs) that ending note left you with a smile on your face. But thank you all for joining us. I know that some of these topics were a little bit more difficult to chew on, maybe a little bit meatier than some past ones. Um, Please hear our heart in this. We are for you and we really want you to be sharpened by some of the decisions that, that you're making. So join us next week as we get into... Our last episode of this series, We Are Church Girls, How to Prep and Come to Church. Is that a concept that you guys have even thought of? Because, yeah, that's a fun one. So, yeah, join us next week. Thank you so much for tuning into the conversation this week. Uh, Check out the show notes below for any of the resources that we have mentioned in this episode. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Hey, sisters. Thank y'all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or if it brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.